Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Today is Wednesday, July 12th. Woo woo! Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. So how are you guys doing? It's Wednesday. I'm telling you what. Oh my goodness. I said on Monday the other day, and I'm not even kidding. uh, The month of July has kind of poofed for me, just kind of gone. I feel like it's, it should be July. I want to go back. I want to rewind to the end of June. uh, Because ever since my nephew's accident, I have just been kind of living in this funky sort of alternate reality. And I've got a couple of updates for you on Bobby, which I will give toward the end of the show uh, today because I have a special guest on the program with me today. I want to remind you, if you have not yet checked out the Scripture Writing Challenge, uh, way back when, when I wrote the Scripture Writing for the month of uh, July, I didn't realize what I was going to be going through in my own personal life. But I think you guys are going to be really encouraged because the whole month of July is talking about freedom. And when we know the Lord, we are free. We are actually even free to grieve because we don't grieve like normal people grieve. We don't grieve like people who don't have the Holy Spirit. So if you are uh, struggling in any area of your life right now, or if you're doing awesome and you just need some encouragement from the Word, you will love this month's Scripture Writing Challenge. Check it out at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash scripture writing. I am so excited today uh, because I have a new friend. I made a new friend. So anytime I make a new friend, I'm pretty excited. So woot woot moment of silence for meeting Jessica Kastner. Jessica Kastner is an award-winning journalist and she's a contributor for uh, CBN, the Christian Broadcasting Network. And I believe, and I'm going to I'm gonna ask her about this, I believe she also writes occasionally for the Huffington Post Christianity blog, which I'm thinking if she's writing for the Huff Post and I live in Portland, we probably have some things in common. So um, I'm excited to have her on the podcast today. Jessica, thanks for joining me. Uh, thanks so much, Heidi. It's so fun to be here. Thank you. It is fun to have you. So you, so let me get this straight. I just want to be sure I've got this right. Um, for any of my listeners who don't know who you are, you are the Connecticut Coordinator for Straight Ahead Ministries, right? That's right. And yep. What uh, tell, um, Hook me up. What is that? So what that is, it's um, basically coordinate and go into juvenile detention centers in Connecticut. Connecticut actually has the most kids in lockup than all of New England, which is really sad because we're a tiny little state. Yeah, I can't um, believe it. So I got it. involved. Oh, it's it's so sad. And I feel like um, it's the last thing in the world I ever thought I'd be able to do or God would ever call me to do because I am the most sheltered, bubbleized very, uh, my whole life, you know, I live in the suburbs, small town. So when I ever heard someone talk about this ministry going into prisons just sounded crazy, but I felt like, God, uh, just like you're doing this. And, um, it's been such an adventure. It's been such a journey. Um, so I, you know, I go once a week into, and do Bible studies, um, with kids up to the age 18. And it's honestly, it's been the most, uh, it's been the, the greatest blessing, the greatest spiritual journey of my life. So that's wow. awesome. I love that. You know, I I feel like God is calling more and more uh, Christians out of our sort of Christianity bubble and into the world, which frankly is where we should have been in the first place. Yeah. I do too. And I feel like in this day and age, the fact that there's an open door for state-run facilities, especially with the anti-Christian politics and just how much more difficult it is to be open about your faith. And I feel like, so we have all these churches around all these prisons with open doors with the most hurting, broken, abandoned kids there is. There's no, to me, this is the the most hurting population. A lot of them are foster care kids that are kicked out or don't have anywhere to go. And Mm. a lot of it's because of truancy. So people picture these criminals, but I just feel like they're the most unloved, most forgotten about and just open doors and all these churches and Christians. And I do feel, I think there's a huge shift, um, especially with like the generation X kind of 
kids that maybe come up in the church and just it was all about inside the church. And now I just I really, really do think God's doing amazing things. And just like there's just such an open door to this population. So it's mm. exciting to be part of it when I see God already moving. I love that. And you have, so not only are you doing this and you've written a new book, which uh, we're going to get to in just a second, but you've got, uh, you got what, three boys of your own? Three boys. Yep. So I basically live on a trampoline. Have great, uh, <laughs> great quads. I always thought I'd have girls. I came from sisters. So it's so funny when you have all of one gender and you thought you'd have the opposite. And now I couldn't picture any different, which a lot of moms I talk to that have one or the other are just like, what would I ever do with a boy? I have all girls. So it's it's awesome. I feel like it's very purposeful. I love that. That is so awesome. I've had, uh, I was privileged to, I was speaking in Albuquerque a couple months ago and privileged to have lunch with my friend Ruth Simons for a little bit. And we were talking about, you know, she has six boys. And I have five girls and two boys, but I came from six sisters. And so this, I think it's kind of what you grow up with. You're just like, please, Lord, don't give me something that I don't know. And God's like, nope, opposite. (laughs) Which either way, having a kid, nothing will prepare you for anyway. So little did we know. (laughs) Yeah, right. No, that's totally right. So you have a brand new book coming out, which I um, so I'm so excited. I hope you'll send me a copy. Um, it's called Hiding from the Kids in My Prayer Closet. Moment of silence. <laughs> yes, I love please. that title. I, I told you I'm super <laughs> jealous that I didn't think of it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And I was just playing hide and go seek the other day and just like, if I just stay here for a little while, I think I'm in a good spot. And that way I could just like have two minutes with the Lord. Yeah. So I feel like that did come up. I, I did. I'm in a different house now, but I actually had a closet that I would go into and I actually, you know, it's fine. It could be worse. No judgment. I hid from them for a little while. Hey, man. Hey, you know what? I will go into my room, into the master bedroom, lock the master bedroom door, then go into the master bath, lock that door. So I have like two layers of locking. (laughs) I know. And then I'll go into my closet and shut that door, which, you know what? You do what you got to do. You do what you do. And those are the things that before I had kids, I would never hear these women talk on. Oh, I don't remember the last time I showered. Oh, I had to hide from my child. And I would just think like, surely there's a better way. Surely you have time management issues or how could it be? And this is real. So that's what I wanted to, I feel like it prefaced the book idea because I feel like as I became a new mom and kind of went through all the stages and scenes of motherhood, I just felt like it was almost therapy for me to write the things that I was thinking, like uh, the things that you go through that I just feel like no one either talks about. And definitely, um, there's, I don't think there's a lot out there in terms of just writing about this kind of stuff because it's nothing earth shattering or trend setting or, you know, but I feel like it's, it's the real things that I think people just identify with and just find comfort and familiarity with knowing that they're not the only ones hiding from their children. Yeah, right. I mean, we're all kind of doing it. And I think one of the things I love about this, and I know it's going to resonate because I know that my listeners have been listening to me talking about my book, Becoming MomStrong, and I have such a passion. My heart is on fire for this generation of moms because I just believe, man, if if these women, if we can get real about what's going on, about what's what's going on in the culture, about what our role is in it, and if faith could find its feet in this generation of moms, I think it's going to be a game changer. And I love what Jessica is doing. Jessica, I love this because you're kind of, you're not a sugar-coated girl, which, hello, I wish I could high-five you all the way in Connecticut right now. Um, I'm loving the not sugar-coated sort of tone that you take uh, in your writing and that you're honest about what motherhood really is, but you're not telling these women, look at me, I'm a hot mess, and then staying stuck there because I think we got kind of a generation of, of moms who've been standing around singing Kumbaya and we're stuck. And you're saying... Let's not let's not be stuck. Let's let's talk about what it is, but let's not 
let's not be stuck there because we got a job to do. And so um, tell tell um, everybody what your heart is for this book because I think they're going to want to run out and order. And can they pre-order it? We can right now, right? Yep, yep. It's available on Amazon or anywhere. it comes out so like officially out, 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 like tomorrow, today. Is it out? Yeah, which is my birthday tomorrow. So I feel like God is so cool. How cool oh, is that? <laughs> don't you a so, little yay. hug, a little hug from the Lord, little little high, a little little side hug from heaven. Yay! He is so cool. I know. Oh, I love um, it. So yeah, I feel like I. So you nailed it. I feel like um, I think there's so much freedom in just sharing your struggles and just being real with each other. And I think, especially in Christian circles. I think there's just an extra sense that we need to keep it together. And if you're complaining or sharing what you're struggling with, or maybe this is not some areas of motherhood or whatever you're going through in life, isn't what you're imagining it would be that you're ungrateful and that, you know, you don't have the, the spirit of the Lord and the joy of the Lord in your heart at all times. Um, And I feel like it's such a lie from the enemy. I feel like it's just, because that isolates you. And I feel like there's so much isolation already, especially with stay-at-home moms. Yeah. Um, and that was one of the biggest shocks for me. I came out of career life, quit my home, you know, for five years till they went to school. And I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's where the enemy really gets you. And so I do have a heart for these younger moms too, with social media. So my whole thing is like fight perfection, own your own mothering style, regain your joy. I feel like we're just, there's so many pressures, so many distractions. There's such a greater, um, I think, need to just put yourself out there in a way that just is the perfect package, especially with Christian women. I feel like that's something I struggled with. I didn't become a Christian. I was a single mom. Um, I had my first in college, then came back to the Lord, really, um, Mm. when I was 23. And I feel like it didn't quite fit in because I feel like I was... Like you skipped a step. You felt like you skipped a step, maybe? Yeah, skipped a step. Yeah. Yeah. And and I just feel like there was a lot of moms. They were um, just growing kids God's way. It was like the, you know, a homeschooling mom took me under her wing and let's do this program. And I just feel like I loved it. But I also think there, I just had a need to still be real. I think there's a way to be Christians and spiritually mature, but still just tell it like it is. And I feel like that was just lacking in a lot of the things I was reading or that's just out there. So I feel like I'm going to do it. <laughs> God is going to use all my crazy journeys and my grease self. And I just feel like, and I love how you're the message of freedom. I feel like that's just a message through my whole life. God's taken me out of so much. I I call it just joy from the trenches. And I I feel like um, I never want to be an author that's, I've come from, you know, through the valley on the other side and do this and you'll be free too. Cause I just feel like you're always kind of in it till we get to heaven. And I, I feel like that's, that's my, that's my thing. Well, and so, I think it's okay. Yeah. Like, it's okay to say, this is actually hard. I mean, I love one of my favorite Christian authors, and this totally dates me, but she's still actually really awesome, is uh, Amy Grant. And she wrote a, a song a while back, and she sings, hard times come and they'll come till you're done. And I was like, mm-hmm. the other day sitting in the ICU with my sister, I was like, yep. We're like, we're either coming into a valley, right? Or we're coming out of one, but that's life. It's like hills and valleys. And I think motherhood is like that. Motherhood is hills and valleys. And one day you're just like, I can't do this. And the next day you're like, yay, I kill at this thing. I'm so good. And the next day you're like, never mind. I know. Yeah. Moment to moment. I know. And I feel like when it is hard, you just sometimes think you're doing something wrong. Or if you don't feel joy, I used to feel so guilty. Like, why am I not enjoying this? Talking to the squirrels that's so lonely. (laughs) And I felt so guilty that I was just not really that happy talking to the squirrels. So I just feel like 
it's just not true, you know? So I feel like that's just those little things that I think it's fun to talk about. Like, yeah, Yeah. okay, okay. (laughs) Yeah, and I think it's good too because you keep in your mind, you know, always in the forefront of your mind that God's doing something that's eternal in you and in the lives of your kids while you're muddling through trying to figure out how to make homemade Play-Doh and while you're trying to figure out your kids, uh, you know, um, high school path so they they, they can get into college if they want to. Every season of motherhood is different and every season of motherhood is challenging. But I think if we can be honest about it and still just go, Lord, help me embrace what you've called me to do, even on the days when I don't love it, (laughs) you know, that somehow that's, I kind of think that's where you find the joy is just at the end of the day going, thanks for the opportunity. Okay. So maybe I, I, I blew it today. You know, I don't know about you, Jessica, but I seriously, I mean, I have seven children and over the 26 years that I've been shepherding them, I have said things that I literally thought would never come out of my mouth. (laughs) I'm like, cannot believe I just said that out loud. (laughs) Things I thought I'd never say or do. That that would be hilarious. A collection from us all. Oh, we feel so much better. Things I thought I'd never say, except for I don't know if any publisher would actually print it. I know, I know. That's true. (laughs) Might ruin the branding a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I actually have this idea. I have this idea. uh, I want to write it someday. I want to write a book called um, I Didn't Mean It That Way. That could go for marriage. That could go through a lot of the very universal concepts. I know. Yes. I actually wrote that. I wrote that. This is funny how God uses everything. But I was sitting in the sitting up at the ICU the other day with my sister and I, and she was, you know, doing her thing. I mean, when you sit there for hours on end, there's really nothing to do but just wait, which is what everyone's doing. And I started scribbling in my journal, and somebody came into the ICU, and it's such a, it's such a. It's such a, you know, I talked about this earlier before we got on the show, but it's such a weird, almost a wormhole in there. And every day a different family comes up to the PICU and they're all doing the same thing. There's a room where they do kind of intake and everyone's crying, right? I mean, we're talking sobbing, crying, and I hear it every day that I'm up there. And somebody came up and said the most bizarre thing to this mother who was trying to process her way through news that she wasn't expecting to get. And I wanted to just go up to him and say, you should say, I didn't mean it that way. Because I know you didn't mean it that way, but that sure is how it sounded. And then I got to thinking later, I do that all the time, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like in a situation where I didn't expect to be. So true. And we say things and later, later on mm-hmm. we're like, yeah, I could have done that better. <laughs> I know. I know. Especially with being mom. I feel like that. I feel like it's just extra. If you love, the more you love someone or something, yep. the more egregious it seems when you hear you're like, ah, and that's what motherhood is. It's just like, yep. oh, what have I done? How am I, are they going to think this different way? If they see me this way, are they, I feel like there's always a consequence. Like, oh, if I'm <laughs> failing, they'll just fail because this is what they're in. And no other relationship or area of life, I think, has that dynamic. So it's just twofold when you feel like you're failing because it's like, oh, they're going to pick up on these, you know, what have I done? Permanent yeah. damage. You yeah. Know? And you're so, thinking that's going to be hard. a therapy bill later. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I totally get it. Well, I am, um, Jessica, would you come back on Friday? Because I've got a couple of questions I want to ask you about your book. But also, I, I kind of, I picked up on something that you were saying earlier about um, your life before you came to Christ, which I think would be really exciting to hear and really encouraging uh, for listeners. Would you come back on Friday and talk with me a little bit more? 
I love that. I love talking about it. So thanks. I would love to. Awesome. I have so enjoyed having Jessica on the podcast with me today. Before I go, I wanted to give those of you who have been following the story of my nephew uh, a little bit of an update on how he's doing. He's been moved out of the PICU now and is up uh, on the eighth floor over at Emmanuel's Children's Hospital, Randall's in, in Portland, Oregon. We would continue to just covet your prayers for him. He's making um, little tiny strides forward. And uh, from, you know, based on the injury that he had, which you guys all know by now, um, he has the worst uh, brain injury that you can possibly sustain. And actually, that's more concerning to us than the fact that he has a broken neck. And so we are just praying for a miracle. We continue to pray for a miracle. We believe that God is a miracle worker. The fact that Bobby survived that accident at all is uh, evidence to us of just God's miraculous hand over the the life of that boy because the uh, the the artery that runs out the back of his neck was completely severed. I don't know if I mentioned that before, but he should have bled to death on the side of the road and he didn't. And we know that God has a plan and a purpose for Bobby's life. And so um, I just want to encourage you to keep praying for him. Keep praying for uh, his mom, my sister, and uh, our whole family as we sort of walk through this, trying to find a new normal and just uh, coming alongside them in prayer. That's what the body of Christ is for. So I just want to thank you for your prayers and just uh, encourage you to keep doing that. You can follow Bobby's story if you're on Facebook at Miracles for Bobby Asa. I started a group there uh, the day after Bobby's accident just to kind of keep family members um, up on what was going on with him. And I think that group is somewhere, we've, we've probably got about 18,000 people following his story now. So uh, hop on over to Miracles at Bobby Asa, for Miracles for Bobby Asa. I will link back to it in the show notes today. And then one more thing before I go, I made an announcement the other day about the um, the launch team for Becoming MomStrong. I was just talking to Jessica about uh, Becoming MomStrong. I'm so excited uh, for that book to come out. And we will be talking about how you can be part of the launch team on Friday. So come on back on Friday, and I'm going to give you guys all the information that you need to become part of the launch team for Becoming MomStrong. That is an application process, and we'll be taking a limited number of, uh, of people. But I would love to see as many of you get in on that as you can. Uh, and really, it's the, it's the we can actually take a whole lot of applications. It's the window of time in which we have to do it that's so short. So um, hop on back here on Friday and we'll also put it out on Facebook and I'll send it out on my blog too. But we're super excited to have you join the launch team. You'll get a free copy, a PDF version of Becoming MomStrong. And uh, you'll be able to be in an exclusive Facebook group with me, a secret group, if you will, of uh, women who are reading Becoming MomStrong with me uh, so that you can help me uh, give a shout out to the world when that book releases in September. So come on back on Friday and we'll give you all the information about the launch team for Becoming MomStrong. Thanks for listening in today, everybody. I'll see you back here on Friday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.